Hey, it's Erin Anderson from Live Big Co. And you're listening to the Power to Be podcast. This week, I get to coach someone as they navigate an area of their life that's stuck toward an insight that will give them personal power. My hope is that you'll listen for an insight for yourself along the way. Let's find out what this week's guest has the power to be. All right. Welcome, Carrie. Hello. Hello. Thank you for uh, joining us on us. I say us because it's really the 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 collective us, but jo- uh, thank you for creating the Power to Be podcast with me and for jumping into this very unknown process. Neither one of us really knows what, what lies ahead, which is quite exciting. How are you feeling? Yes. Good. Good. You feel- it's uh, been a tough few months, so it's going to be interesting. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's dive let's dive right in. So, let let me just ask you this. So, um I'm going to I'm going to ask you a question um that m- maybe people don't often ask you and you're going to um you're going to maybe answer in a different way. So, here's here's why. We often are asked surface level questions like how are you? And you know, we often have sort of default answers like "I'm busy" or "Things are tough" or whatever. So, um, in these kinds of of um, environments, we're going to dig underneath the surface and go into the depths where maybe it's harder to see and it's harder to navigate. But that's really where the treasures lie. Mm-hmm. And the treasures can lie, of course, as we know, in the pain and the trauma and the challenge can also lie in the gifts and the gratitude. So, um, you know, what um, certainly I know you're interested in is is really uncovering uh, or removing the block, right, to the drain and so that you can experience flow and fulfillment and ease. And um, and so I'm going to ask you this question. So, Carrie, what's What's not working in your life right now? Um, I think that, um, I mean, work-life balance, absolutely. Um, I've got a one-year-old or his one-and-a-half-year-old son at home right now. Uh, when I say home, I mean Whistler and I'm in Vancouver, which is two hours away, and mm-hmm. it's it's been really tough. I've been down here for three weeks now and I've seen him a couple of days out of that. And, um, I think that especially, well, I mean, I'm I'm saying especially now with the age that he's at, Mm. that's been like ridiculously tough. And it's sort of saying, well, am I choosing work over him or am I doing this for him? And yeah, that's, that's been sort of the, the tough mm. point at the moment, sore point. And what would you say the answer is if you're asking yourself that question, am I doing this for him? Um, now I would say I am because um, it's, it's definitely, when I look at it, uh, it it's not entirely for me because I'm not in, enjoying working this hard and and doing all this, but I know that the rewards at the other end are going to mean that he should have stability and not, you know, have a worry or a need for like, hopefully money and food on the table and et cetera. So, yeah. 
Mm. When when you picture that, how old is he when he's not worrying about money or food on the table? How old is he then? You know, the number 10 just popped into my head and I, I haven't awesome. really thought about that. But that just right. popped into my head. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, okay, so there's a couple of things that you said that that we're we're just going to dive right in. So um, you're working. Uh, let me just re- rephrase, and you correct me. So if I say something, you're like, "No, it's not quite like that. It's more like this." So what I sense is that you're working extremely hard right now, and it seems like you're pushing toward something, like you're pushing something up and over a hill. Is that right? Yes. So you're working extremely hard and you're not loving it. You're not, you, you said you're not really enjoying it. Um, you said, I'm not really doing it for me because I'm not really enjoying it, but you know that there's something on the other side of the work. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. And so um, it's a transactional process. It's a, it's a bit of a means to an end. Yes. Okay. So, um, so then you said that, uh, yeah, interesting. Okay, great. And then you said, I don't want my son to worry about money or food on the table. And I asked you what age would he be? And he, you said 10. So at around 10 years old, he's, um, you, you, I sense that you have a vision for him. You have a vision of what his life will be like 10 years from now or nine, well, eight and a half years from now. So in, in, you know, a good chunk of time, what do you picture his life being like then, or even all of your lives being like this? So if you were to cast your vision out 10 years, mm-hmm. what do you, what do you see out there? Um, just being able to, um, spend a lot more time with, with him and, and my family. Um, mm-hmm. uh, my family lives in Australia. I'm over here in Canada. Um, my partner's Canadian. The dream would be to be able to spend six months of the year in Australia and six months of the year in Canada. Um, and, you know, being able to remote, uh, remote work partly, I suppose. Um, and enjoying, enjoying being able to, you know, share life with, um, you know, Paxson and Alex, I suppose. Yeah. Mm. So in 10 years, you have this vision of yourself living partly in, in Australia and partly in Canada and you're working remotely and you're spending a lot of time with your family. Mm-hmm. What, um, just, just uh, show me which part of that's not happening now. So you're not spending time with your family. I get that. Are you, are you not going back and forth to Australia at all right now? I mean, obviously it's COVID, so it's a bit difficult, but what, what else, uh, how else are you not able to go to Australia? I can't, we can't, can't leave work for longer than, you know, three weeks. Um, it would be gotcha. great to be able to go and spend, you know, a couple of months over there. I've got, I've got friends who um, have been able to, you know, frequently go and spend Three months of the year and they said that's sort of the perfect timing because you actually you're not in a rush seeing everybody you're actually able to mm. slow down and fit back in and and that just sounds absolutely ideal right it's lovely mm-hmm. okay so what I'm looking for here is um it's it's not typical so of course not in a typical conversation most people would be you know saying that's awesome way to go work hard nose to the grindstone, make it happen. And um, 
I th- there's something in this that's a like a it's like a a thorn in your side or like a pebble in your shoe. So you're you're working hard and yet it's still it's bothering you. It's not it, there's something that it's te- tearing at your heart, tugging at your heart. Like there's something not quite right about this. Mm-hmm. Does that r- resonate with you? Um, it does. Um, and I think I've just accepted, you know, I chat about this with my partner because we, we both own our business together mm. and we sort of are both like, oh, if we, if we'd chosen a different, maybe a different industry to be in, the hard mm-hmm. work that we do would have probably paid off, you know, um, the rewards would maybe far more outweigh the risks. <laughs> Uh, mm-hmm. the, the the industry that we're in it's it's tough it's you know low profit margins um you know there's lots of pieces to the puzzle so working as hard and as much as we do with as much risk on the line uh, mm. compared to other industries I think sometimes it's just we, we've got to not let our brains go there like okay we're working just as hard as someone who's in a different industry yet there's so much greater rewards we see that they're able to take from their business. Gotcha. Okay. okay. There's a third element that feels like it's missing. So I get, I get the hard work. Listen, I mean, mm. I love hard work. Yeah. I love hard work and I get that you do too. I, I get that you do too. I, um, you wouldn't be doing it if there wasn't something about the hard work that you that you actually are wired for that you've probably always always been like and um there's something about this piece about the um the reward so the hard work to reward ratio is off right now mm-hmm. and um y- what it seems like is you're sensing that the reward is coming one day we'll be rewarded for all our hard work yes and the piece that's missing is fulfillment. Mm-hmm. There's this lovely parable, and it's it's coming to me, and I have to just trust that it it's going to work. <laughs> so, Carrie, here it goes. So, there's this lovely parable about um, a man, um, and I'll I'll paraphrase it. I I don't have it in front of me, so I'll paraphrase it. About a man who who had a farm and um, and a son, and he had um, horses and you know uh, crops and um, and a loving son and a wonderful relationship. And as the son grew older, um, a war came through, and uh, the, he was drafted and. Um, and all his friends said, oh, what terrible news. Your son has to go to war. And he says, terrible news? Good news. Who knows? And they all sort of shrugged and off they went. And the son uh, broke his leg while he was uh, in battle and had to come home. And they all said, oh, ter- terrible thing that he broke his leg. And he said, terrible news? Good news. Who knows? And then, you know, uh, the story goes on, like the the horse died and he says, terrible news, good news. And somebody came and gave him five cows, terrible news, good news. This man just had this ability to never be attached to good or bad, hard or easy, challenging, you know, difficult or blissful and loving. He just, he seemed to um, have this <laughs> incredible Zen-like approach to all things. and. Um, it's that that parable has always 
struck me as like top drawer, like top shelf. Like I could never quite reach up there I because, you know, I, I get whipped up in, oh God, the weather's bad or, um, you know, or I didn't get that that client or, um, you know, it's, it's, it's so, that's so terrible or that's so difficult or that's so hard and not being able to see things as, as they, as they are, which is neither, neither good nor bad. So it, and in that intersection of neither good nor bad, neither terrible or wonderful, there is this opportunity for this sweetness, this tenderness, and this space for fulfillment and joy in the little things. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering where where do you sense that? Where do you feel that place that is neither good nor bad, neither neither hard work nor reward? Where do you feel that? Or when do you feel that? Um I think that definitely comes with you know pride of ownership. Like, you know, people love our business they love our product um Mm -hmm. and when we tell people like oh we're you know or they talk about our business and we're like oh yeah we actually own it or people come in they're like oh wow this is amazing and we love this place and you know is this a franchise oh no this is this is my business and then people are just like oh this is amazing and you just the the joy in, in like we get from our customers the pride mm-hmm. of what we've created, that is what keeps, you know, that's definitely what keeps us going. Um, so I think that, you know, when COVID sort of shut us down and we're doing all this extra work, um, you know, you probably, you know, hit the nail on the head in terms of there was, there, there was nothing in that moment that was neither, I, I suppose it was all... <laughs> Yeah, neither good nor bad, or you could take anything from from those moments. So, mm. yeah, I, I, you get these moments during the day that people are just grateful, um, you know, that that they've come in to our store. Right. It it seemed like in that moment there was an access to simplicity. Mm-hmm. Yes. You feed people, right? You f- you feed them, yeah. you fuel them, yeah. Yes, we like do. literally, mm-hmm. right? Yes. <laughs> okay, so right, okay, so if you, you uh, yeah, that sense of, you know, there there was a, a tiny, <laughs> tiny element of COVID being almost like wartime, where people needed to, you know, on some levels ration and you know really plan out their, you know, their mm-hmm. the ways that they operated and. Food was such an interesting um, journey for so many people. Um, And, you know, yeah. So that moment where you were able to actually feed someone and they said, thank you. Mm -hmm. Yes. You put food on their table. Mm -hmm. So it's really interesting, Carrie, because it's like you're living your vision right now. You're putting food on their table. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's so interesting. I I think one of the things that I always look for um, with, because you're ambitious, aren't you? You have ambition. Definitely. (laughs) Yeah. So what, what can happen? Okay. So this is an interesting, I'll, I'll talk about ambition for a moment because I learned, I learned this, I've learned this, this year and along the way through my training and my teacher and my, my development around the experience of ambition being, um, 
having this almost hard hammer like um driving push through override the pain kind of vibe to it is that how you like tell me how you see that's how i i saw ambition tell me how do you see ambition like if you were to describe ambition <clears throat> um that you do forgo certain things in life to get further ahead into where you would like to see, you know, your life and your lifestyle um, or in whatever sense that that, that may be that, uh, you know, you, you want for a certain way of life, whether that be to be able to travel the world and not have any cares, to be able to help people through donations or whatever that is. But I think that, you know, to get there, you you won't settle for sort of a lesser than, and um, but you will, you know, forsake certain things in your life. Like I've created this business with my partner over here in Canada, and that's meant, um, and I can see that this can be so successful over here that I have, you know, in my mind, um, moving back to Australia. Mm-hmm. Um, which I'd love to do, uh, that's that's been, you know, forgone to grow this business over here in Canada. So um, ambition to me is, is seeing a bigger picture and just letting go of some of the things that are um, that you love in your life to just get to that moment, I suppose. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So this is going to seem odd. But um, do you know that that's not your voice saying to get there, you can't settle? Do you know that that didn't come from you? Mm, no. <laughs> it sounds like you, right? It sounds like it It probably is you. It's probably your thinking and your mind saying, you know, your mind coming up with that and then, you know, deciding, yeah, that's... So you said ambition is a sacrifice to get further ahead, to get the lifestyle that you want, and that you have to forsake things along the way. And that to get to there, so if, if like to get to there, if you're pointing out there to the future thing that is not happening now, to get to there, you can't settle. So you think that's you and it's not you. Who is it? Who told you that? Whose voice is that? Um, Where did you learn that? I'm not sure, to be honest. Um, I think I've just been... Do you get that it's a belief? uh, Potentially. A hundred percent. It's a belief. Because um, if you were to poll 40 people about what ambition means, they would have 40 different Mm -hmm. views on it. So those are all different beliefs. So as I mentioned about, um, I used to have, and I actually had to clear what I had ambition mean for me. I had, I, so so what happened with ambition for me is I, I became ambitious adverse. Like, uh uh-uh, I do not ever want to be ambitious. Do not ever call me ambitious. I think it's, male, um, hard, 
edge, you know, get it no matter what, like that. I had, I had it defined in a way that was wrapped in a belief. And all I had to do was actually pull off the belief that I had about ambition to be able to see it for what it actually is. Now get this, this is cool. So I had to do a little digging, researching, working with my teacher. And what, what we determined together is that ambition comes from the word ambient. And so the word ambient, if you think about the light, if you look around the space that you're in right now, you'll see that you're in ambient light, even if it's dark and you've got lights on in your room. Mm -hmm. So ambient light means that there's light everywhere. Yeah, shadow light, but mostly there's ambient light everywhere. That's um, what ambition is meant to be is holistic. It's everywhere. It's not late. It's not one thing. It's not one hammer to get to one, you know, end, not one means to one end. And so if, when I opened up my view about ambition, I saw that ambition is everywhere. I have an ambition to rest, an ambition to, um, to experience joy, an ambition to, to love deeper, an ambition to be present. Like am, ambition became ambient, which felt really uh, quite liberating, actually. Mm-hmm. And then I was able to work with the light in a new way. So I could take the ambient light and turn it into more laser focus. But then open up the aperture and become more ambient again. So we can play with it, open wide, laser in. So what I'm sensing with you is that you've been lasered in so much that it's starting to wear you out a bit. Yeah, when you say it like that, for sure. And you're waiting, you're deferring to a later time when you get to a certain milestone to be able to loosen the grip and open up your your um, to the ambient light. So your, um, what I sense from your, your story is that you're waiting to get to there before you can relax or before you can enjoy, or before you can be with family or before you can spend quality time, um, with the people you love. And so what, what can happen with that though, is that deferring is creating. Mm Mm-hmm. And you don't love what you're creating. You love what, like, what the business is doing, but you don't love what it's creating in your life. Mm-hmm. Yes. And you can have whatever you want. You, 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 like, you've actually proven that to yourself. You're very creative. You're hardworking. You can, you can produce results. You can produce service and impact, and you can pr- produce food on the table for people, nourishment joy, right? Appreciation, gratitude. You've, you've been creating that all along. So if you can create that for other people, you can absolutely create that for yourself and not later. (laughs) (laughs) Like urgent. So there's a, there's a principle. Um, it's a woman named Abraham Hicks. Her name is, well, I'm forgetting her first name. Um, Abraham Hicks, her first name will come to me. And she would say this, she would say, you can't get there from here. You, you just can't, you can't get there from here. So whatever you're doing here and now is never going to get you there. You have to get there now. Hmm. You have to get there into that vision of putting, of having your son not ever worry about food on the table. Like, does he, does he worry about food on the table? Like he doesn't worry about food on the table. 
No, he doesn't. <laughs> In fact, he, so puts, word... he throws the food on off the table on yes, the floor right now. Everywhere. <laughs> Woohoo! Yes, food is belongs to the floor and the walls. Yes, we must paint with the food. Yes, he's totally liberated. He's completely free. And you're not. Yeah. So yeah. um what you might accidentally be doing is teaching him how to worry. Yeah, I can see that. I can the definitely worry. see that. <laughs> you won't be okay unless I work hard. You won't be okay. I love you so much. You won't be okay unless I work hard, unless I get this thing up across the finish line, unless I get this thing to the next one and the next one. And then, like, where does it end? Mm. Actually, do you have any idea where it ends? Um, Is it a dollar number? I say that because we, you know, in developing this business, we've sort of, people said, oh, like, how far do you want to grow it? It's so sort of like, well, we'll just keep, we'll just keep growing it. <laughs> like we've never thought about an end. And I suppose it's, um, yeah, I've never kind of put two and two together like that and thinking, well, this is how it is right now because we've just opened up a new restaurant. Well, we just mm -hmm. planning to just keep continuing opening restaurants. So is this, yeah, you're right. It, it it's it will never end. <laughs> it will it never, never end. end. It will never end. And you're living your anti vision mm -hmm. right now. And your vision. It's interesting because your vision is so. It's it's actually du dualistic. It's um you've created this vision that your son never worries about food on the table, and it's like um Carrie. He doesn't worry about food. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's 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 really sweet. It's so innocent. It's so loving. And you have him there. And he's one and a half years old. And you're in Vancouver away from him for three weeks. And yeah, that's hard. And it's hard work what you're doing. Like a lot of it is kind of like, you know, ho hum, carry on. Like, you know, you, you keep like whistle while you work, keep working. And yet, there's this aspect of your business owning you versus you owning your business. Mm -hmm. Oh, for sure. And the reason why your business owns you is because you, you don't, um, oh, wait, hang on a second. There's something I just, I, 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 I'm sensing about this. You can't, to get there, don't settle. So there's something about, oh, it's like, um, sacra, it's a sacrifice sacrificial, forsaking, martyr. Is this your mom? To, to be honest, it's no one in my family is, is, is my sister maybe a little bit, but, um, well, who no. used to say that you, to get there, don't settle or um, to you know, sacrifice to get further ahead you um, in your lifestyle like that. Yeah. In order to, in order to get somewhere, you have to, you have to sacrifice something. You can't have it all. Does it sound like that in your mind? You can't have it all. Can't have it both ways. Not like, honestly, there's not really anyone in, in it's, it's probably just come from, you know, like when we grew up, we, we lived a normal, regular life. Um, you know, we didn't have 
we didn't have a lot of money, but we weren't poor. Um, but there were things that we weren't allowed to have because we, you know, parents couldn't afford them. But that was more the luxury items that maybe all my friends might have had. But um, you, you know, you have a you have a real sweetness about it. Like there's no anger. I they sense you know no resentment, no anger, no. Um, it's it's quite a like a, an innocent like that's just the, that's just kind of the way it is like that's you just you just work hard and um yeah. and you and you make sacrifices yeah and um and it's a belief mm-hmm. and and we all learn our beliefs beliefs are taught so so again I want to say it like this like it's so it's so gentle and tender and loving and it probably came through loving gentle tender messages from your family or your um peers or your teachers or people that you were influenced by as as a young woman. So if you can sense if you could sense this when was the first time you felt this feeling of oh if I want that you know bicycle i i just need to sacrifice no dolls or you know like there's something there i it you know it 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 probably just comes down to when you know from i don't even remember the age that it would be of wanting something and my parents saying they couldn't afford it and it might have been just mm-hmm. something little and yeah. it's like, okay, hey, well, you just have to work harder to get that thing. Like, <laughs> so um, I love it. It's it. That's it. You have. You just have to work harder to get that thing. Like that's probably, yeah. You know, that's yeah. It's not. It, and, it, and it wasn't. You know, I wouldn't say that that's an a negative thing. It's like, well, we can't. You know, you can't have that because we can't afford it. Well, I. I've always sort of been like, hey, well, I'll make myself afford whatever I sort of want to try and get. Mm-hmm. Well, goodness, t- talk yeah. about a strong suit. <laughs> talk about a winning formula. Like, really, really. Listen, Carrie, like, I, people want you on their team, <laughs> right? You work harder than everybody, don't you? Yeah, if I, if I want something, I've, I have had friends just say, if out of anyone, you say you're going to do something, you know, some people are like, oh, yeah, okay. And then everyone's like, oh, yep, she'll do it. <laughs> okay. So we're starting, we're starting to get to the crux of it. So if um, this, this is so interesting because um, each and every one of us has a winning formula. So, um, you know, I was the third child of two much older siblings and um, I, I grew up on my own and I just learned how to play on my own. Do you see what I mean? Like mm-hmm. there, these things were the, these are the things that, uh, that were created in our life so that we, we get this aptitude and this strength and this ability that came out of uh, just our environment, just the way that we were raised and some of the messages that we were given and some of the dynamics that we were exposed to and all that. So it creates this, this, this winning ability that you naturally have gotten given the, um, just the way that your life, you know, came together and every single winning formula has a shadow. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking to identify it with you because 
for sure there's something in the way of you experiencing fulfillment. You've got hard work down pat. You've got it. <laughs> you don't need to work any harder, my friend. <laughs> but you there's something that's um I want you I want you to help like I want you to identify. I'm here to help you identify. I'm I, I don't know what it is, but there's something like um it's almost so hidden that you wouldn't even go look for it. Like you wouldn't even consider it to be a possibility. Like that's just not a thing in my life. Like, what is it? Like, um, like it's not necessarily collaboration because I sense that you've got it with your husband, but there's that, 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 that something could be easy or that something could just come to you or that something could be just gifted to you or that somebody could come in and say, I'll take that off your plate. Hmm. Oh, it's like a win-win. Like that, the win-win doesn't ever happen. Do you see what I'm saying? I would say it's probably maybe if I don't like let it happen. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it, it's it's yes, it's it's I'm learning in the last few years to delegate things. <laughs> yeah, um, that's a hard one for you. Yeah. Uh. It is because I just feel like it's sometimes you've then got to, you know, look over what's ha- what's been done and um, and well, why not just do it yourself if that's the case? <laughs> but yeah, no, that's not always, and that's that's a very that's that came off a lot stronger, I think, than what how I feel about. Oh, that. sure, um, I get it. But uh, listen, parents are like that, you know. Like I got to teach my kids how to do the dishes. Oh my god, they're just they're oh my god, I just do it myself. Yeah, yeah sure, <laughs> I understand. And um and that's a natural sensation. We're 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 sort of digging we're digging deep. So Carrie, what we're looking for is the very specific thorn-like tiny little thing that is blocking your and now you said work-life balance. I think it's bigger than that. We were ta- we've been talking about um fulfillment, we've been talking about there's something um See, I'm like feeling around in the dark a little bit here. And the thing that I sense you're going to do with me all the time is make it all good. Nope. It's good. It's good. Like you've got a, everything's good. I got it. I can handle it. Like you'll, you'll start to identify where things aren't really working. And then you'll, you'll, part of your brain overrides it and says, yeah, but I can handle it. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're looking, we're looking to quiet that side of you down because for sure you can handle it. But should you handle it all? Must you handle it all? There's some, there's, it's a little bit like there, the universe is kind of waiting. It's just sort of like sitting down and you're saying, it's okay. I got it. I'll carry it. I got it. I'll carry it. And the universe is like, well, I could carry it for you. And you're like, no, 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 I got it. I mean, you're, you're not quite so martyry, but it, there is a bit of an element of that with you. Yeah, I think, um, and it's and it's like I have thought of this before, but there's not an incident that I can say or a person in my life that has put these thoughts in my head because I've had like an amazing, I've I've had an amazing life. There's no incidents, um, but it's I do oh, yeah. just always feel like I. 
I don't know whether it's needing to prove something. Like I've always had confidence, but I feel like I've had to give myself that confidence. If that makes any mm-hmm. sense. Okay. okay. Would would I would would you be okay if I ask you a little bit about your dad? Yeah, sure. So I, um, what I, I sense about y- your family is that there was a lot of love and there was a lot of joy and play and um, there was there was an appreciation and gratitude. I, there, there's a, an ease about your family. I, is mm-hmm. that right? Yes. Yep. And um, no strife or no like, you know, big, big skeletons in the closet. And yet, um, what did your dad do for a living? Um, he... He worked um, at like a a laundry company. Um, they're like a global company, but he started off there when he was oh in his teenage or early twenties um, mm-hmm. as a truck driver, and he worked with them for forty odd years and went through that company until he was the general manager. Mm, um, wow! So I don't know, and I think that he worked like he worked hard and he worked a lot and that was you know it was a a good positive influence but I think sometimes um you know he mentioned friends of his who had taken more risks in life and got further ahead than him but I never saw that as being something that influenced me but maybe subconsciously it did I'm not sure so um, a lot of times what can happen is it, it's seemingly, seemingly innocent, tender moment where you as a young, I'm picturing yourself, you as a 10 year old girl, where you, um, now I'm going to, I'm going to use a word um, where you were exposed to. So we're exposed to energy all the time as human beings. We're, we're very receptive and, uh, we, f- we feel, you know, the energy of the sun. And if we stay out in the sun too long, we get burned. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just, we just kind of know that. So, okay, avoid the sun, but sunscreen on. So it can be a bit like that with energy. And, um, a lot of times, um, as kids, we are not able well, gosh, even adult, doesn't matter, kid, adult, whatever. We're not always able to discern their energy, my energy. We're not able to just make that distinction. And especially in families where there's, um, there can be an exposure to you. You really love your dad, don't you? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Is he still around? Yeah. Wonderful. And you've got a good solid relationship with him. He's, he's a bit like your idol, Um. like your hero. Oh, this is hard because I haven't been able to mm. see them on this COVID stuff. It's sort of hard. You miss them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, both mum and dad, like I've um get a lot of strength from both in very different ways, but Yeah. 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 You I, I really feel oh I really I move too. I really feel the love. And sometimes when we love someone so much, we want we, we, I'm, I'm, I'm putting myself in there too. We want to, um, take their pain away. It'd be so much better if we could just, and, and sometimes when you're a kid and you see your dad in any kind of suffering light or any kind, even just a hint of pain, it's, it can be, uh, it can, can change things. It can change a dynamic. 
-hmm. So what I'm looking for is that moment when you love your dad so very much and he came home from work one day and you asked for something and he said, we can't afford it. What do you sense you might have been, because there, there's a lot of um, different stuff, you know, energy about it. There could have been sadness. We can't afford it. There could have been shame. We can't afford it. There could have been straight up, you know, flat. Oh, no, can't afford it. Or there could have been anger and resentment. Can't afford it. Mm-hmm. If it, and and this is not blaming him it whatsoever. We're just looking for there's something that got absorbed by you that has um, driven you throughout your life. And I wanted to see if we can name it with your dad. What do you What do you think? Maybe you were uh, exposed to with him being risk adverse, um, you know, uh, being this positive influence, hard worker, 40 years at a job, you know, he really had a stick to itness. Yeah. Yeah, he did. And, um, you know, I think that it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it is so hard to pinpoint anything because there was, there were lots of moments of like, yeah, we can't afford that or, you know, but it, it, um, do you sense that your dad, if you look at your dad, see the, the, uh, I can't afford it is not who he is. That's not who. Yeah, no, exactly. And I think you know, maybe it was just, um, it's crazy. Cause my, my mom actually said something to me recently and this, this is sort of goes back to, maybe even before I can even remember, but because I said to her, I don't remember. And she said every, they would put a little bit of money aside so that every Christmas they could afford to buy gifts from, you know, from Santa for for me and my sister. Mm. But every second, she's like, I don't know what it was. Every second year, some crazy bill would come up and we'd have to pull the money from the Christmas account. And I would hand make things for you and put them. And she's like, Mm. And she's like, "Do you remember that?" And I'm like, "No, um, I don't. And I don't remember that at all." And she said, "The the the t-shirts that I would buy, little white t-shirts, and hand paint them and stuff." And I said, "I loved those t-shirts." But she, mm-hmm. when she was telling me, she did, she felt sadness, and I was like, "I don't even." That didn't even enter my mind. Like I don't even remember that. But I don't know. Wonderful. Maybe it was. Yeah, that was only a few years ago that she told me that. And I said, I don't even remember. Yeah. Ooh, yeah, it's beautiful. And, you know, it's interesting, too, because the ex- the experience was so different. So so for, on an energetic um, perspective, on an, in an energetic landscape, your mother, um, what do you think, if you were to uh, to go back in time and observe her, She's like, oh my God, this bill came and it's Christmas. I've got to take money. So imagine her taking the money out of the Christmas fund, paying the bill. Now what am I going to do? Oh gosh, I've got to make the, make the, so yes, you, you identified sadness. What, what else would you, so remember this is not, your mother's not sad, but your mother had sadness. So what else would she have running through her at that time? Um, probably like again not something that I ever picked up on but I would say she I knowing her like she would have just felt 
so disappointed and a little bit destroyed having to do that because you know she they put literally put money into this account like from January through you know for the entire year disappointed mhm mhm oh carrie that's it <laughs> so that's it so do you see how lovely and and innocent this story is and how I, I, I'm I'm wanting you to imagine yourself rising up and being the witness of your whole life from the time you were born to now. It's a big, big spectrum of time. And a, a lot has happened, a lot. And and a lot of exposures of, of things. So, but what can happen is at a young age, we see something or exposed to something that makes us decide something. I will never let that happen. I will never show this. I will never do that. I will never, we make a decision or I will always, I will always do this or I will always do that. So for, for you, imagine, um, oh gosh, you know, um, when you take two magnets and you try to put them together, there's that weird force field that refuses to have them come together. Do you know that feeling? Yes. Not two magnets. How does that go? Like, you know what I mean, right? When it's like this, it won't like you just can't push them together at all. It's yeah. it 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 feels like that about disappointment. Mm -hmm. Like you will never disappoint people, will you? Uh, I'll absolutely do my best not to. Yeah, you. But but like deeply, pretty much never. <laughs> yeah, pretty much never. So this, this, um, do you, do you see how like your relationship, I'll just say it like that, your relationship to disappointment is vastly different to mine. Mm -hmm. My oh, yeah, relationship I've got, I've, I've to disappointment. I've got friends who, who it doesn't even enter their mind that they've disappointed someone yeah. by not oh, showing well, up. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> Very exactly. Okay, great. So this this piece around though disappointment has a much richer, deeper meaning for you because it you it traces you right back to that moment, and you you did you did experience it. You did experience it on some level where, as a kid, you're with your mom and she's your mom, and everything's awesome. And then you're as a kid and you're with your mom and your mom's not quite there. She's not quite present or she's, she's, you know, worried or concerned or she's distracted because she's having to think about, oh God, I got to make the Christmas presents now. Mm -hmm. And as a kid, you're, you're looking at it, we're observing that going, I never, I never want her. So uh, my sense about you is that you never wanted her to see you disappointed in the Christmas gifts. Um. I mean, I don't know if that was a subconscious thing because, um, I don't know. I don't. I don't remember if I ever was because I think that they, they did do a good job in. Because um, my mum always said, like, they would try and get one thing that they knew we were excited about and hide that at the bottom so that that was always the last thing <laughs> we opened. I'm like, I do remember that. Like, it's it's all these things that when she was telling me. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember that now. But it's not something that, you know, in the moment as a kid waking up Christmas morning, your brain's kind of all scattered. And oh, of course. <laughs> Absolutely. But it's like information that just sort of enters the supercomputer, right? Yeah. It's like, oh, let's load that up and just not forget. So, okay. So you you observed your father as this hardworking, dedicated man who 
like rightfully so wasn't taking risks. Mm-hmm. He had children. He is it just you and your sister? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, he had children and a wife and you know the, you you were as a family living close to the line, comfortable, yet close to the line. Right? Mhm. And your parents did a phenomenal job of of bringing what matters into the home, love and Oh gosh, like have you ever seen that the movie um uh, Princess and the Frog? It's like an animated movie? No, I haven't. Oh my gosh. Okay, you need to watch it. It's um there's this lovely scene of um the dad the the dad making gumbo and the little girl helping him make gumbo and she t- he talks about how love is the only thing that's important. Um, love's the only thing that matters. And um, she gets like by this, you know, this sort of evil force gets sort of seduced into the riches and the gold and the and the castles and the things, right? The princess things. And mm-hmm. she said, no, love is the only thing that matters. And um, it feels like that with your dad, that he had those values. Oh, 100%. It's exactly what he would say. Mm. Aw, bless him. Yeah. Yeah. So there's something, something I, you're pressing up against it. There's something that's um, blocking, blocking you. Yeah. There's a block somewhere. We're navigating around looking, looking for, there's, um, you know, a sense of disappointment that in your mom, um, sadness about, about the money and the gifts and wanting, oh my gosh, your mom just wanted to like, she wanted to have lavish Christmas gifts and, and, you know, treat and spoil you girls and have you be so happy and doing cartwheels and riding, you know, scooters down the street. And you know, she was disappointed that she wasn't able to give that to you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's what she told me. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then your dad, hardworking, steadfast, like, oh, you know, um, Michelle Obama talks about her father, how he never once missed a day of work, never once missed a day of work. Even when he had MS and he had terribly swollen legs and was very ill, he would muscle his way to work. And I, I sense your dad's like that too. Yeah. I don't Salt of the earth. Yeah. Having a sick day. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's a beautiful dynamic. And yes, it's created this incredible strong suit in you, Carrie. Like, wow, what an, what an upbringing and an, and a, and a set of values and a set of skills and tools. And there's, there's, there's one that you're overworking and one that has, has a little dust on it. What's the other what's the other tool or skill that you learn from your family that you haven't used in a while? Um Not sure. There's like an adage or a a saying or a tradition in your family that was that was really fun. Like I don't know. I get this feeling like make it do do without. Like there's there's a really fun way to be cheerful about, um, having just a few things, a simplicity. Yeah. Like it's, I suppose we, we could make, I don't know, games out of anything. And, Mm. um, you know, and I think the one thing that, that was really, um, 
I don't know if this is what is going to answer your question, but, you know, even through with my grandparents, like I was like super close with, with both of them. My, my grandfather and my dad, um, especially to me and my sister were always like, girls can do anything. Like that was, that was just, that was it. Girls can do anything. And there was nothing that could stop us. So I don't know if maybe that's, <laughs> that's something. Well, that but, can be stressful. Oh, yeah. Cause that can be, that can also be quite stressful, you know, to be told the world is your oyster and you can do anything. <laughs> it could be. Yes. <laughs> what, yeah. What did, what, how did you feel about that when you got that message from your dad and your grandpa? Um, I mean, it, it, it felt powerful, um, but it did feel like you, you know, like, uh, and, and maybe that is what made me constantly, um, try and get that that job that try and get that promotion um because you know strong women can do anything i suppose yeah yeah and uh, sometimes it can be interpreted as strong women can do everything yeah yeah i've, I've do you feel like that sometimes you have to do everything oh for sure mm mm mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can do everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and there's there. <laughs> okay, really good. Um, that's a lot of pressure. Like the world is on your shoulders. Um, I've all. Like, I don't know if it, I don't know if that's that. come from them saying that, but I've always you know, felt like I had, like I had to be doing something that, w- that was worthwhile. Um, and I don't know. Yeah. That not many people would tackle type of thing. Okay. So there's, um, uh, uh, the, the sort of shadowy side to that is that you can accidentally start judging what's worthwhile. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like, is, um, lying in a hammock, reading a book worthwhile? Do you see what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I know you would say, well, yes, but then part of you would be like, God, no, like where, where's the profitability in that? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> there, I, I'm, I'm being silly, but, yeah. um, but there's some, there's something here, here for you, Carrie. I wonder what would it be like if you, if you were able to turn a, um, make a game out of anything, what would it be like if you made a game out of your career? Yeah, and I've recently been thinking about this. Of if I could go back and tell my like twenty year old self, you know, the career driven, do anything, you know, like is it making me happy in the moment? Sure, the money's coming into the bank. Um, to maybe just like calm the brakes a bit. Like it, it is something that I've sort of thought like, wow, did I really enjoy that or would I have been better off in a different, doing something different? Like back then obviously I can't change anything, but, you know, just recently it's just sort of, um, you know, being like, oh, I wish I could go back and, and tell my younger self like, yeah, don't constantly be going for that career, career, career. And just like enjoy things a little. Well, yeah, because you, you doing the yeah exactly, and you doing 
career, 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 um, and um, ambition and productivity and progress and achievement really made your dad so proud, like beautifully so. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so proud. Yes. Oh. And so that's a driving force. And so the, one of the things you said, uh, like right out of the gates within minutes of our conversation is you said, um, I, I'm working so hard. I, I know I'm doing this for him, my son. I know I'm doing this for my son. I know I'm not doing it for me because I'm not enjoying it. Mm -hmm. And so I think there's something that's been a theme for you most of your life that doing, uh, doing hard things that have a lot of progress and a lot of achievement associated are never really for you and only you. Yeah, I'd, I'd say that for sure. And there's a fear around releasing that, around relinquishing that. And for a couple of reasons. One is that that's your edge, like that healthy edge, that really good edge, that gritty edge that has you, you know, push through, like, you know, over override <laughs> fatigue and whatever and, uh, and boredom and has you keep moving forward. Like that, that edge has you be ambitious and want to push forward and open another restaurant and open another business and keep going. But because you're never doing it for yourself, you'll never know when you've actually arrived. There's no arrival because there's no ever knowing for sure or for certain when you've actually fulfilled satisfaction and, um, mm -hmm. and um, pride in someone else, aka your dad and your son. Mm -hmm. So you've got bookends on either side of you of your dad's pride, which, oh my gosh, of course, I, I crave my dad's pride. Of course, Carrie, I like, I, I never want you to I not have that. And yet, if it's the the primary driving force for you, you're always living your life for someone else. Yeah. Okay. And there, there. Meanwhile, there over there, if you were to actually go talk to your dad's spirit, maybe not your dad's personality, but have a chat with your dad's spirit, your dad's spirit would say, "Don't, like, please don't do this for me." And meanwhile, you talk to your son, and your son's like, "Please don't, don't do this for me. I'm good." <laughs> I like to throw food on the floor. Like I'm good, mom. Like yeah. when are you going to get that I'm good, mom? <laughs> yeah, totally. It's like an over responsibility for the fulfillment of others while completely ignoring the fulfillment of you. Mhm. Mm yep. That's the that's the new game. Yay, the new game called Fulfill Carry. <laughs> It'd be so fun. Oh my God. <laughs> Let's get the pieces and the colored things and the cards. Let's get it out. Like, so, so w tell me this, if you were to make a game out of fulfill, fulfill Carrie's spirit, like deep down inside Carrie, listen, no amount of money will ever fulfill you. My friend, no amount of uh, professional success will ever fulfill you mm -hmm. ever. It never ends. Mm -hmm. And you've seen it happen in the world. Yeah. Consumption, 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 and no fulfillment. So you, I know you know this. I'm speaking right into your listening. I'm speaking right into your heart. So what, if you were to play the game called Fulfill Carry, what are the elements? Um, <clears throat> I, I still would have to be doing something um, like 
work-wise that I could use my brain in doing and right. seeing end results. Like that's it's it's not just taking off and backpacking around Thailand or something. But oh my god, would, me too. That would be fun. The idea of <laughs> the idea of sitting on a beach and reading Cosmo magazine. I just want to poke my eyes out. Like no, thank you. That doesn't do it for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're we're really yeah. looking for the thing. So you're creating results. Your, um, your, your brain is engaged. What else is fulfilling Carrie? Um, actually probably being able to like, uh, like after, cause, and, and I, and I think this is where I look back at, even though the career I had in my twenties, it, it allowed me to use my brain, but switch off when I went home and not constantly talk about like have to worry about the business what's you know sure. getting so an, an, phone calls all hours of the morning right so an element of ebb and flow yeah ebb and flow mm-hmm. yeah okay wonderful take that see see the the, the striving for the work-life balance is a really tough go like it just it just doesn't it like a little over here oh a little more over there a little more over here like it's this endless game yeah. so rather than trying to play that game that's a dumb game let's not play that game let's play the game of ebb and flow yeah. okay wonderful what else so you're creating results your brain is engaged you've got ebb and flow what else two more things um the, i grew up like I love traveling. Like that's to me when I say consumption and buying things, it's it's it a little bit of that. But at the end of the day, it's being able to just pick up and go somewhere and go and experience something completely different, and then not have any worries or pressure or anything, to, and, and go on vacation. Well, like okay, so let me just. I, I want to just go talk to Carrie's beliefs. Yep. Something about Carrie's beliefs has it that traveling, uh, traveling, wait, what, how did you say it? Oh, traveling and, um, yeah, traveling equals worries. Traveling equals worries. So you keep talking about being able to travel with no worries. So uh, there's something about like a tie, like a tie, uh, like a, like a soul tie to uh, money or like that it, that it means something that it means like it's fancy or that it's a uh, luxury or that it's, um, an extra traveling. Um, if, um, you know, having, uh, a mortgage or things like that, you, you know, to be able to go traveling for like two or three weeks where you don't have any income coming in, how to then do you pay the mortgage? Oh, you just, you listen, when you're creating results, your brain is engaged and you're in ebb and flow. You'll figure that out. Do you see what I'm saying? Like you're, you're in this transactional um, belief system. So uh, we're making a game called fulfill carry and we've got create results, brain engaged, ebb and flow. And the one thing I wrote down, and these are my words and you can change them, but I wrote discovery and research. Go discover the world, be in cultures, be in, be around art, be around, you know, diverse languages. That seems like it's an itch for you. Yeah, I'm definitely a research type of person. Yeah. (laughs) You want to discover new tastes, new sensations, new spices. I don't know. Like that's, to me, that's, that's incredibly productive. Yes. You you have travel with a luxury that you can't afford. 
Mm. And it's incorrect. It's an incorrect belief. It's an old, it's an old storyline. And you have it that it's, yeah, that it's, um, you have to get somewhere, a, a specific place financially before you can go travel. But he, remember when I said you can't get there from here? Yeah. And I'm telling you, you got to go there now. So create your life as though traveling and experiencing and discovering and researching. Listen, we may not be able to travel for a year. That might be a reality. So how can you travel within your province, within your town, within your neighborhood? Like, do that now. Go go to Chinatown. Go to I don't know, like go to new neighborhoods that are diverse and and you know rich in sensations and new smells. Like that's who you are, Carrie. Yeah, that is that is exactly who I am. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. So do that now, and by doing that, you are traveling. You are crossing borders. Mm -hmm. You are experiencing the world. So, okay, one more thing, creating results, brain engaged, ebb and flow, discovery and research, one more thing. In the game of fulfill, carry. <laughs> um, I don't know if it's like having no expectations or. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, that feels good. That feels really good. Get that out of there. <laughs> oh. Okay. The opposite of expectations is alignment. Okay. So if you look at you are to fulfill Carrie, you are aligned. That means you're aligned with your husband, your son, your God, your nature, your um, rhythms. Mm -hmm. Do you see what I mean? You're yep. aligned. Ooh, that, that, that went, that felt good. Okay. So this is an awesome game to play. So ready to roll the dice and play fulfill carry game. So I'm going to send the, this list to you, but this is the place to turn to when you get stuck or when you feel like you're pushing up against a mountain mm -hmm. or when you're pressing up against a, like, I don't want to disappoint anyone. So I better work harder than everyone. Or when you're pressing up against, I, I might as well do it on my own. Or when you're pressing up against one day, I'll get to the place where I can be with my people. No, like all of that. The, that's the wrong game. Mm -hmm. That was the, that was like the terrible game that, you know, we were forced to play. So yeah, no more playing that game. So while you're playing this new game, creating results, your brain is engaged, you're in ebb and flow, you're discovering and researching and you are aligned. What does that give you the power to be, Carrie? Uh, in control, I suppose, in a way, like mm -hmm. not letting the business control me mm -hmm. or other influences control me but controls probably I don't know if that's the right word it sort of seems like you're in control but you don't want to be in control yeah so yeah. some some there somewhere in there control is is um is a good way to lose just so you know um the more you control and grip I get what you mean about it let's just go yeah. get the right word though yes. let's go get the right word yeah because I could feel it didn't quite land for you so you're creating those. So I'll, I'll go through them, like really feel them, like just really feel them switching on in you. I'm creating results. My brain is engaged. 
I'm experiencing ebb and flow. I'm in discovery and research. I'm aligned. What does that give you the power to be now that you haven't been? Like free? Hmm. Kind of the opposite of what I just said with control, but that felt a bit better. Yes, I love it. I love it. (laughs) I love it. But you know, it's, it isn't, it isn't. I mean, like freedom is the ultimate, you know, choice. Yeah. The power to be free. That's so interesting. I, and if I may, mm-hmm. it's, it, it, it covers almost everything you, you spoke of. You are free to love your kid. You're free to be away from your kid. You're free to, you're free to um, fulfill your dreams. You're free to fulfill yourself. You're free to, to work as hard as you want. You're free to take time off. You're free to um, love and appreciate your family and not be feel like you always have to make them proud. Mm-hmm. You're free to actually receive too, receive support, receive help, receive um, guidance, receive structure, receive bonuses, receive government grants. I don't know, like free to receive. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. How's that feel? Yeah, that feels good. you can sort of take a big sigh of relief. Like uh, it feels like you took a bunch of stuff off your shoulders. Yeah. Now I just have to figure out how to use that. (laughs) Well, and that's the best way not to, when you start figuring it out. So, so here, okay. So here, let me, let me offer, offer this to you. If it's a game. Okay. Let me ask you this. Yeah. When you were a kid and you could make a game out of anything, how did you approach the games? Um, well, you kind of made up the rules as you went, didn't you? Yeah. yeah. You made, well, I'm asking you. So you made up the rules. What else did you do? Uh, <laughs> well, you changed the rules if it got like, it wasn't fun anymore. Yes. Yes. You made it fun no matter what. Yes. You made it fun no matter what. Yeah. Okay. And you always, Carrie, you, that's you always it. won. <laughs> right. So, so you said, now I just got to figure out how to do it. Like, that's a really good way to squash it. Okay. Like how you can't, like you could remember it, go back to when you were a kid and you made a game out of anything. You didn't sit there and go, okay, now we got to figure out how to play this. Yeah. You never said that. You were like, I don't know, this kind of sucks now. I'm kind of bored. Let's change the rules. Woo. <laughs> right. So you, uh, you made it fun no matter what. So that's how you do it. You make it fun no matter what, Carrie, because guess what you haven't been lately is fun. Yeah. Definitely. It's time for you to dust off your fun. Yes. So Carrie, make it fun no matter what. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Naked Tuesdays. I don't know. Like there's something for you to do to bring back the fun. Yeah, for sure. Yes. you, You can be free to be fun. Yeah. Yeah, no, totally. I totally agree. And that's definitely been missing for a little while. 
Make it fun no matter what. Your husband is going to call me and go, oh, my God, thank you. <laughs> no, I'm going I'm to get him to call you. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Fine. We'll get – we'll dust off some stuff. I mean, all all that you – you did such a beautiful job. You honored your past. You honored your legacy. You honored your family. You honored the path that you've walked as difficult and challenging as it's been from time to time. You've honored the, the sadness that you feel about being away from your family and – you work hard. And amongst all of that, you actually get to make all of that fun now. Yeah. I yeah. don't mean, you know, I don't mean the saccharine, make it like color it pink and call it. No, it's like the, uh, that Aussie fun. Yeah. Yes. Humor, joy, levity. Yeah. Bring the fun back, baby. Make it fun again. <laughs> Do you know where to begin? Um, I think, I mean, the first thing is, is I, I, I need to be in Vancouver and away from Paxton mm -hmm. in the next few weeks and, yeah. and making, you know, I think going back to that story you said of like, well, you know, I'm not having to worry about a little person. I can go and explore explore Vancouver or something like by myself and enjoy that. Yes. <laughs> oh gosh. How, how fun would it be to explore Vancouver as this anonymous woman, you know, like, I don't know. I picture you wearing like a big broad hat and dark glasses and like, go be, go be like, you know, go be fun. Like, yeah. Yeah. Wear a beautiful outfit and stroll through the streets and make a game of it. Yeah. Go shopping Make it fun, without no matter having what. to worry about a little meltdown about to happen. <laughs> no melt, no fu no worry. You've got you've got to do a closet cleanse on worry. No more worry. Yeah. yeah, there's nothing to worry about because guess what? Life is a game, and you love a game when it's fun. So make it fun. Life is not about like uh, praising to the altar of worry. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. Go make a make a mess, throw the food, go discover some things, switch your brain on, go be in the ebb and flow, go be aligned, go find your alignment. What are you aligned to? You know what, Carrie? Okay, this is I, this is going to totally sound like advice. I'm going to leave you with this. Just simply ask yourself, what am I aligned to? How can I align to fun? What am I aligned to? Not what do I need to figure out? What do I need to do next? But what am I aligned to? What aligns with my cause? What aligns with my vision? What aligns with my business values? Like go for alignment more than like what's the hard thing or what's going to get the biggest results or what's, you know what I mean? Or what's going to be the biggest, I don't know. Anyhow, it just, it feels, that feels like more flow to me. Yeah. No, I you have the power to be free to be fun. Free to be fun. Yes. Yes. Oh, Carrie. Well, I can't, I mean, I just can't wait to see what happens with your team, with your husband, with your kid. Like I can see you being really fun with him on FaceTime. I can see you like making googly faces with him. And I don't know, it just, there's something for you to do that, um, that will recall, recall and remember the fun because get the story of the, your Christmas. It was fun for you. Getting the homemade t-shirt was fun for you. You made fun out of everything. Yeah. Other people were like, oh, it was so sad and so difficult. And you were like, wait, what? It was fun. <laughs> yeah. So just be careful that you're not doing the opposite with your own 
your own family and your own life, mm-hmm. like squashing the fun because you've got to go get someplace. You've got to get to that milestone that is, you know, on the horizon that's always changing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Be in the game of your life. Yes, absolutely. I, I've, my brain is just sort of ticking. Yeah, yeah. I love it. It switched on. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) Well, Carrie, I'm going to follow up with you and I can't wait to see what you create. And I, I just, I I want you to know, I I hope you know how many people have benefited from, from your story and the way you shared and that they now have access to their own game of life. And they're looking at how do I want to play it? You know, it, it's all a game. Yeah. We just have to decide how we want to play it. That's it. Yeah, absolutely. Is it is it win at all costs or is it, you know, throw food on the floor? I, I'll pick the food on the floor game every day of the week, just saying. <laughs> yes. So, so will our dog, but yeah. <laughs> yes, your dog is living his best life ever. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, Carrie. Well, thank you so much for taking the time and, uh, and I hope you got lots of value out of this. Absolutely. Thank you, Erin. Talk soon. Okay. Bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us this week on the Power to Be podcast. To my guests, you need to know, wow, it takes something to dig deep and push past resistance and let what's in the way drop. And you did this publicly. You're my hero. And to my listeners, thank you for holding big space for them and for yourself. I sincerely hope an insight was available to you. I'm committed to delivering real deal, fearless coaching to bring you a fresh perspective and to tear down barriers and limiting beliefs and provide the support, energy, and love that will make all the difference in your life. I'm here for you. Let's connect. Visit livebigco.com to learn more. I can't wait to find out what you have the power to be.